I guess this is a rubber ring. With the Classic Gaming Podcast. <laughs> Are you actually going to use that? I'm going to use that. Today's date is the 23rd of August, 2014. And that was Alone in the Chaos with their intro music. With me are my co-hosts, Jay Totoro. Howdy, howdy. And Blake Corey. Hello. <laughs> yeah! Uh, that, that is amazing. <laughs> Robert is, is like struck silent right now. He's so happy because we talked about my, my new mixer and the echo effect on it last time. Like and he was like, dude, we've got to work that in somehow. There you go. And it's done. Uh, there it is. I really appreciate that. We could do that as we break into segments. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can like announce. Now it's time for news. news. So, yeah. so uh, I, I know that you guys guys have already heard about this, but I got to tell my tongue story real real quick. Oh god. Oh god, that's so gross. I bit it so hard eating pizza that blood was pouring out of it, and I had a huge gash. It didn't even gash. heal correctly. It healed to where it healed around the gash, but didn't heal back together. So I had a huge flap on top of my tongue. Well, not a huge one, but a small flap. It's still not all the way back to normal yet. That was two weeks ago. So gross, dude. I hate shit like that. It, it's it's weird. It feels weird like, when I eat. The weirdest thing is, like, what ended up happening if that happened to me is I would see the blood. I would either faint or puke. <laughs> And then when I see somebody else puke, I always puke. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, no, I, You're one of so those bad. people. Oh wow, I've never I, actually known anybody say. like that. One one of my friends, uh, one of my friends is he is very very queasy when it comes to like throwing up and stuff. And so one of my other buddies was doing the uh, uh, like to try and get him puke. <laughs> well, he ends up puking himself because he's sitting there doing the gagging noise over and over and over. I see him puke, so I puke, and then my other buddy oh my sees God. me puke, so he pukes. And fuck? so none of us are even drunk at this point, just puking everywhere. <laughs> That's amazing. This is it. Like Let's... you took a bunch of Ipecac. Just... Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. It was terrible, dude. We had just eaten, too. Oh. That sounds awesome. No, it was not. Um, J- uh, Blake, tell us about your uh, stream, your uh, your charity thing real quick. Um, okay, real quick. Uh, I am doing Extra Life Charity. By the time this airs, the... Uh, I'm my second one's probably going to be done too, but I ended up raising over three thousand dollars for the extra life charity on Monday, doing crazy stuff like taking shots of tequila and taking God take I wore I got makeup put on I got my che- I got duct tape put on my chest and then ripped it off. Yep, so you don't have chest hair. Anymore? What? Do you not have chest hair anymore? Uh, no, actually I do. It didn't get all that much off. It just hurt. It just hurt like hell. Yeah, didn't my pull the hair off. Know, my girlfriend wants you to know your hair, um, the shape of it looks like a bikini. <laughs> it's really funny. I, I heard that. Yeah, that's hilarious. You, yeah. Uh, what do you think you have better of, uh, facial hair or chest hair? Facial hair. Facial hair for sure. He has good facial hair. Yeah. Man's got a good beard. You look like a dad. I know, I know. I look exactly like my dad, too. Oh, do you really? (laughs) Yeah. It's It's ridiculous. I'll have to show you guys a picture later. As long as he's wearing a shirt, I'm cool with it. (laughs) You know how your family operates now? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, if my my voice sounds weird, it's because my throat's a little messed up, because it got cold, and when that happens, my sinuses go crazy for a couple weeks. So sorry if I sound like shit, but I'm going to be talking. They're used to it. They're used to it. (laughs) Nothing new. (laughs) They're used to it. Nothing new. 
Oh, in other news, I have a new microphone and mixer. I, I, that's been somewhat established now. What brand did you get? Uh, Behringer. Okay. How do you like it? Have any other? Uh, it's pretty good so far. I just have to get the rest of it figured out. I haven't had time to really play with all the settings yet. I've been too busy. So this you week, have a sound, yeah, you I have get... a soundboard as well. You said. Uh, mixer. Oh, okay, mixer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the microphone I went with is a Shure. Sure. Uh, Shure SM7B. That's pretty legit. Does yeah, good have... quality microphones are freaking so nice to have. Expensive as shit. It's a three hundred and fifty dollar yeah, yeah. microphone. Yeah, how much was the mixer? Did got come it with just it? for the podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the mixer was one hundred and eighty. Usually about that. It's freaking crazy, man. Like nice yeah. headsets. Um, does it have an effect that makes you sound like Solid Snake? Uh, no, I Nobody have to do that, that on my own. That was pretty good. Yeah, you're actually you're you're very good at voices, so you really don't need any any of those, do you? <laughs> I, I you were you that. even using any effects earlier when you sounded like God for a minute? Uh, <laughs> no, I can just do that with my throat. It's a really cool talent. <laughs> I'm sorry, what can you do with your throat? <laughs> I'll show you later. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Blake, will you lead us into the news section? Uh, no. Please, Cog, Cog, Steve. Come on, Steve. Give us, give us a bumper. Here comes the new. I, I, what, what do you want me to say? I, I, I gotta turn on your echo. Yeah, but what do you want me to say? What, uh, say what, it's wait. time for news. Okay, it's time for the news. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god. <laughs> uh, will you say that the Gabriel Knight remake is out? Uh, the Gabriel Knight remake is uh, out. Right. <laughs> got him. Got him. <laughs> That's out. I haven't played it yet. I really want to, but I, I haven't. I never played the original, so I want to play that first. I, I will eventually play the original and then probably the remake because uh, I'm inter- I'm interested to see how it is. But uh, if you're a Gabriel Knight fan, then go pick that up. I believe it's on. I know it's on GOG. I believe it's on Steam as well. <clears throat> GOG Galaxy is now a little bit farther in the works. That's, this is the client that they've been talking about. They want to release sort of like Steam. Where you, it's like a local client that, that kind of houses all your games. And you can purchase games from it or, or run updates through it. Instead of, and, and install from it. Instead of having to download the install files and download individual patches and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Every company is doing this and it drives me nuts. Oh my god. Why? Why do you have, I don't, I still don't understand why you have a, Okay, let, let me, let's put it this way. So, so Blizzards is the only one that I have had no problems with so far. Like, okay, recently I started playing a new MMO, and it requires, you can't load the game unless you open their client. You right. can't update or do okay, anything. Okay, stop, stop. Just go ahead and stop. Listen, listen to the details first. Okay. It is optional whether you use the client. There you go. Okay, that's what I want to hear. That's. I just love that Robert knew that this exact thing was going to happen. Just saying. <laughs> yep. That, that's that's I told, all I want to hear. That's I told great. Blake it, about it already. If it's fantastic st- software, give us the option to not use it then. Like that's that's all I care about. That's what they're doing. That's great. That's the first company I've heard that like everybody else forces you to use it, which just pisses me off. And all the websites you- I used to use ROMs from for like uh, NES, SNES, uh, ROMs and stuff. Most of those websites are forcing you to use their downloaders now. Like to download their oh, That's kind of sketchy because that's already illegal technically. Yeah, exactly. Oh, let me install software that tracks what you're doing. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so you don't have to use it. If you do use it, you don't have to be online to use it. Uh, that's too it, cool. 
It helps you can it'll like it you know provides some things like it will help it'll house your friends lists and like help you get like multiplayer games set up and uh again it likes it has like the good parts of Steamware it keeps everything in one central place you can install from it and run updates from it um but again it doesn't uh, you know GOG's big thing is that they're DRM free so they they're sticking with that as far as this goes doesn't add any DRM you don't have to use it all that all that good stuff that's fantastic thank you. <laughs> and if so you signed up, nothing's changing. Sounds if you great. signed up, for, yeah, <laughs> so no news as far as God goes. <laughs> um, if you signed up for the beta, as I did, you got a free copy of Alien vs Predator Classic 2000, which is actually oh really yeah, it's actually a really good game. Um, so there's that. Uh, real quick, a guy named mm-hmm. Carl Jobs, who is a speedrunner. He beat, he played Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, and Goldeneye at the same time and beat all of them in a 51-minute session. That's hilarious. Uh, He just had three Nintendo 64s, three TVs. That's still insane to me. I mean, I know that there's some glitches that can let you go faster. What were the three? It was Ocarina of Time, Mario 64, and... Goldeneye. Okay. See, I don't know how the Goldeneye speedrun works. I know you can beat... uh, Ocarina of Time is, like, really Ocarina short. Ocarina of Time, with the glitches, you can finish it in, like, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And... Super Mario 64, you still have to get a certain amount of stars, though. You can do, like, seven stars or something, but yeah. it, the glitch to pull that off is, like, stupid hard, I guess, from what I remember. Oh, and I'm pretty sure if you mess yeah. it up, it puts you pretty far behind as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I think it's at the first Bowser is where you do it, but I could be totally wrong. I'll, uh... Sure. I'll put I don't the glitch, but there is a really low. You can do a really, really low uh, star run in Super Mario. Anyway, I'll post the video in the show notes. He's like I said, he's got the three setups in front of him, and he just like kind of plays one, and then like mashes the buttons on the other to like skip the cutscenes <laughs> and stuff while he's playing one of them. And then when he gets to the cutscene on one, then he picks up the controller for the other one, and like fo- he focuses on one at a time. Like every once in a while, leaning over to hit a button on the other games. Uh, that's incredible. That's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, he also streams apparently at Twitch.tv. Twitch. Slash yeah, I, I saw Jobst. I saw him on Twitch. That's where I heard about it before. K A R L J O B S T. If you want to check him out, he actually has a pretty decent following already, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, which is really cool. A lot of the like it's it's kind of cool. Like uh, on Twitch right now, like there's obviously the the powerhouse games that get like the most viewership, but like most of the unconventional games that aren't really esports are starting to really pick up traction. Like the top eight games, usually at least two to three of them are popular streamers who are playing not so popular games or speedrunners, which is really cool to me. Like it's really really cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. Very interesting community. I'd agree with that. Yeah, being one of the people that does that. Yeah, Not well, it's just really cool because I mean, the up there, ex- exactly. I mean, I, I really like esports, so it's like it's nice to see a, a variety as well, though. Yeah, yeah. And finally, the fifth annual Tetris World Championship was last weekend. By the time this podcast is up, it's probably going to be going to have been two weekends ago. And the victor was Jonas Neubauer. That fucking guy. That fucking guy. <laughs> uh, he's actually. I don't think this is his first time to win. And uh, I was talking about the that Tetris documentary a while a few yeah. episodes back okay. that I watched. He was uh, he was on that one. So uh, if you've seen the Ecstasy of Order, this is one of the guys from there. If not, it's pretty good, pretty good documentary. Check it out. And ah, oh, I had to burp. 
You alright there, big guy? Oh. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I have to burp. Oh. Like his fucking noise before he burps. Oh. That, that <laughs> it's like a Mickey that, Mouse noise over here. Was, <laughs> oh. Hey, guys, I've got a burp. That was so my like, recovery noise. I burped silently, and then it was like, let me that's, help. That's Mickey Mouse from Kingdom Hearts right there. <laughs> Close the door, oh. Sora. <laughs> What if they, what if they bring uh, Solid Snake into the world of Kingdom Hearts? What would you do? I don't know. I would probably just break down and like. Would you play it? Is the question. I would play it. Okay. Is he a mate? Is do you play as Solid Snake? Or is no, he's a side character. He, you go to his world for for a, a chapter of the and game, and then Meryl joins your team instead, or something. No, Raiden does. That's <laughs> yeah, that would, that's. Oh my god. I would play until I got to the end of that one just to see what it was like. Oh my gosh. I would laugh. Um, yeah. That'd be pretty good. Um, you know, we, 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 maybe we need a, uh, Metal Gear Solid RPG. Nope. Nope. No, no, we really don't. There's too many games as is. Uh, huh? Is there any other news? No, that's all the news. Blake, you want to take us into the games section? Just say games. Oh my god, Robert. He's just going to leave the call. He's just going to leave the call. Uh, Halloween. Ha- ah. Hey, hey, it's a Halloween episode. You can you can put that in there if you want to. Stop it. Spooky, scary, skeletons. <laughs> oh my god. Can't get enough of that. Uh, <laughs> um... So, by the way, this is our Halloween episode. Booga booga. Hey, What are you dressed up for Halloween? Uh, I'm dressing up as Solid Snake. You know what I dressed up as last year? Or the year before, uh, actually? Sephiroth. No. What? No, uh, Lisa was Hobbs and I was Calvin. Nice. Legit. We had little speech bubble signs. That's great. Damn nerds. Damn, that's pretty awesome. Hobbs the fifth, man. Um, Respect shit out of Bill Watterson. Sorry. Did you guys play... Halloween or horror themed games? For this kind week, no. Of. Nope. Kind of. You did not. If I would have realized ahead of time that Halloween was this close, I, I didn't know it was the end of October. Like I thought it was still fucking September. I'm like so far behind right now. <laughs> <laughs> like today's Thursday. What? Like when did that happen? That's cool. I, was just, uh, I played. Like I played a horror game. Blake, you said you just did. Damn it. It's it's okay. It's all right. We're, you're not. Your your employment on the Classic Gaming Podcast is not in jeopardy. Yet. Yet. Well, not for that. <laughs> um, okay, so let's do this. <clears throat> I think my voice needs a little rest. I have two things that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to get one of them out of the way because it's not going to take very long. Okay. And then take a little break because then I think my other one's going to take a long time. Oh, God, I'm scared, but go ahead. So uh, this isn't the the horror game that I played. I finished Siberia. Which which I uh, started two episodes ago and talked about that one. Uh-huh. Uh If you haven't heard that episode yet or you don't remember, Siberia is a point-and-click adventure game that came out, I believe, 2001. Uh, the, the premise is you're a lawyer. You go to this town um, where, like, the town has has sort of thrived off of this big toy factory that's that's been handed down through generations uh, by this like family of famous toy makers they have incredible toy making skills that like like almost oh yeah like, i remember you level about this now. yeah yeah uh and uh you're 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 supposed to be like 
kind of uh, shepherding a deal for them to sell the, their company to a more modern toy company because they've gone out of business or, or they, they, they've kind of uh, gotten a lot of debt over the years. You go there, the girl who owns the company has died, and you have to find her brother who is the final heir to the company so that you can kind of seal the deal for your client. And most of the uh, story of the game consists of you uh, going from place to place trying to find him. You eventually find this train that he designed that's a life-size train, but it basically is a toy where you literally have these tools that wind it up, and then it goes, and then it like goes from one place to the next, and then it kind of stops in the, at that station. And there's like these little places on each station where that he's designed throughout the years, and they wind the train up after you do some things, and then it goes to the next place. And there are like three or four locations you got to get to, and you're again you're trying to find the guy who designed it, and who's who's the last heir of this big toy company. Um, I, I figured out one of the things that kind of bothered me about it. So it's, but so far the story has really not been that engaging. There's really not a whole lot of interesting characters. Uh, and I, I won't rehash everything from, from the last episode, but don't. there's <laughs> one other thing that I kind of realized kind of hampers the gameplay along with the puzzles being really simple and all that. Um, you know, in most point-and-click adventure games, you have several options where it might be like uh, talk or open or or use or, you know, all that, or, or, or look and that kind of stuff. This one, you don't, you, you have one button. It's like an action button. You just have your cursor and you don't choose, like, what you're doing. You just click on something if you can. And, and if there's something that you can do something with, there, it's a so little. You can't like look at things. You can't smell things. You can't sniff things. All that stuff. Right, right. You, you don't okay. do all that stuff. Your cursor is a ring. I don't know why. It just is. And when you hover over something that you can do something with, it it like shines kind of. And depending on what it is, it might be something that she like looks at or uses. Uh, if it is something that you can use, it turns into kind of a different icon. But you don't have any control over that. It's like if you hover over something that whatever you're supposed to do with that. It, it ch- it like changes the way it looks, and then you either use it or look at it or talk to the person or whatever. Um, that's kind of weird because it makes it very simple. Like if there's something that you got to do something with, you automatically know just from hovering over it. And what also is kind of weird is the game the they the designers did not do a very good job of differentiating uh, like items that you can do things with from just the background of the game. So I found that in most places I would go to, the first thing I would do is just wave the cursor all around the screen and see where it lights up. So that kind of isn't a great gaming experience. I was going to say, it kind of takes away from it. This is like the epitome of what when people uh, call point-and-click adventure games pixel hunters, Mm. because that's what you're doing. You're not like looking around and finding what's interesting. You're waving the cursor around and seeing when it lights up and then clicking when it does. Um, like I said last time, the voice acting is pretty good, but the story, like overall, like the, the, the puzzles don't do anything. They, they don't add anything to the game. It's like, they just are roadblocks basically. And you'll get to a place and you're kind of stuck and you can't do something. And then instead of like tying the puzzle into the game in an, in an, in an interesting way, it's more like, okay, get this done. And then you can see like the next cutscene or whatever. So, those aren't really very engaging, and the, and they're not very great puzzles on their own anyways. 
Uh, and then the story, which in a game the way this one's set up, which is in, in a game in a, in a game like the way this one is set up, the story has to be really good. And in this one, it's just not that great. It's you meet character. It, the, the characters in the story is almost like also a roadblock to get to the end of the story because it's you'll meet a character and you have to do something for this guy, but it doesn't add anything to the overarching story. It's just like another roadblock to where you can advance after you do whatever you need to do with like these characters or in this part of the story. Um, so I, that's really pretty much it. Uh, I just wasn't that impressed with it. I will say that the ending was actually pretty good. Um, it tied up everything pretty nicely. The the very last end part where you where you meet the guy that you've been looking for, uh, it was pretty well done. But it wasn't really worth it getting there, unfortunately. That's about all I'll say. Oh, except for there's also a weird subplot where <clears throat> your character is a female character, and throughout the story or throughout the game, you get calls in your cell phone every now and then. And it's usually, it's either your mom or your boss or your boyfriend or your best friend. And basically all of them are incredibly annoying and it's trying to set up a, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It's trying to set up like, oh, you're, you're overcoming these obstacles of these people who don't like respect you and you're trying to like become a strong female character kind of, oh yeah, they're like kind of typical independent woman. Yeah, exactly. And they really sort of overdo that, and it doesn't add anything to, like, the main story, really. And it just kind of becomes annoying. Interesting. And so you did complete it? Yeah. Okay. I did complete it. You and your point-and-click adventures, Robert. (laughs) Me and my point-and-click adventures. And a lot of people do like this game. I just have to say that I, I really just didn't care for it. Is it a is it a so or a, just one game or is there? There was the uh, one sequel. Okay. Are you gonna Are you even consider playing it or no? <clears throat> if I do, it'll be purely for the podcast. Okay. Uh, I probably will, I, I I will probably not ever end up playing the game. No shit. Yeah, probably not because I just didn't care for this one. I, I there's a million other games I could play besides the sequel. It's surprising that you beat it. That's that's okay. Usually, like to me, like if I say I will never play this game again, I usually get like a portion of the way through it, and I'm just like, nope, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah, that happens to me a lot. Um, especially with point and click adventure games. Usually, if they don't pull me in, that I really don't have any desire to keep on playing them, just kind of mm-hmm. due to the nature of the game. In this case, what kept me going was that it was most of the puzzles were pretty easy, so things kept happening and I kept progressing. So I never felt like I was just stuck trying to figure out, like, some dumbass puzzle. Like, it was going, so I was like, okay, since things are moving along, I feel like I'm making progress. I wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, dreading playing it, really. I was like, okay, this is fine. I can I can deal okay. with this just to kind of see what happens, see how it ends and all that kind of stuff. Um, mostly just because it wasn't a very hard game. There have been games that I've, I've tried to progress further and farther into just for the podcast reason. Is that kind of what you felt like? Like, uh, just to get a real understanding of it? Yeah, that was okay. probably part of it. You know, I do get stuck in the thing sometimes where I'm like, oh, like, I bought this game, I have to beat it. Like, I have this, like, like it's the same way I can't, like, stop reading a book halfway through. Like, even if I'm not really, really into it, like, I feel like if I've gotten that far, then i got to finish it. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. And partly for the podcast as well. 
So. All Robert. There you have it. Uh, who wants to go next? Blake is so now speechless that I think he should go second. <laughs> Blake, <laughs> Blake, you go next, and, I'll, and once you and Jay go, then I'll come back to my main game. Well, um, I mean, I just don't have a lot to say about mine right now. Um, really? Yeah. I, I wasn't able to put that much time into it. Wait, what'd you play? Uh, Majora's Mask. I finally started oh. it. I only got to play nice. for like an hour. And it was okay so far. Uh, I basically made it to the part where they're like, hey, look at that. Some weird, crazy cr- stuff is going on here. And for anybody that doesn't know, like Majora's Mask is, it, I wouldn't say it's horror themed, but it's it's got like a lot of dark elements in t- with it and stuff. Uh, so I thought it kind of fit for the Halloween thing, and I wanted to play more of it for it uh, for this podcast, but I've uh, been busy. I raised money for charity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, so look far, at this excuse, break. Robert. You hear this excuse over here? <laughs> Damn right, I got an excuse for it. Uh, so far, uh, eh. I uh, you run into the happy mask salesman. I don't like him. He's an annoying character. Uh, and then I do you got consider this that a horror city. game. Yeah, I do consider that a horror game. I wouldn't say it's a horror game, but it's definitely got the horror elements. Horror esque, yeah. Yeah. Like the part with the mummy guy. Like that part was. Dude, when I saw him as a kid, I was fucking mortified. Well, oh plus God. the thing, like, so many characters are, like, just depressed and have really shitty lives around the town. Because uh, I remember there's one part where there's. Uh, an older sister is basically, te- uh, she understands that the world is about to end, so she is spending the night with her sister. Stuff like yeah. that ends up happening. Yeah. Um, I mean, so far the music, the sound is good, but it's got that un, it's still got that very unrefined, uh, Nintendo 64 3D control system. Uh, like, it, it's the same as, uh, Ocarina of Time, pretty much, and it just does not control all that well. I'm hoping, uh, as I get more used to it, as I put some more hours into the game, that it becomes less of an issue. But already, I'm just like, I, I want to throw my controller just because of how bad this feels to play. <laughs> uh, so look for more coming on Majora's Mask in the future. I don't want to say too much about it yet because I don't have like I put an hour into it. There's not much to say great game i love that game so much i've never played it Uh oh oh blake (laughs) oh blake that's awesome okay okie dokie cool uh well blake i'll I'll cheer you up with a game that i know we both like very much so and i don't know if you've played this as well robert uh but uh super mario rpg nice i know i was like i was i'm really enjoying playing it again like i forgot how much i enjoy like it's so fun going into it because it's been so long that i don't remember anything i thought you played it i thought you played this like a few months ago for the podcast i played it in january maybe that's what i was thinking yeah i was gonna say okay I was going to say, I played I, it in January on my RPG. Unless mode. I got super high or something and just like completely like tripped <laughs> shit or something. Completely forgot. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Super RPG, uh, I am just having such a blast with the mechanics. Uh, like for it's just, oh my god. I like I started playing it like a week and a half ago, and I have put so much time into it so far. 
I actually started over a couple times just to, like, try different things and, like, look for secrets. Because I was, like, watching videos and people were like, oh, yeah, if you run into this random corner and just, like, jump, you find a random treasure chest. And I was like, oh, shit, like, I want to go back and, like, do some of this stuff. But uh, Super RPG, what uh, it's basically in the Mario Mario realm. Um, you do get some unique characters that you don't normally get in, in regular Mario games, which kind of adds a, a little bit of a plot twist to it. Um, one of one of the things I'm really enjoying about it, like is, as opposed to some of the other games that they've done, is the um, interaction out of combat. Because when you basically when you get into combat, it's like a Final Fantasy esque where it's turn based. You basically do your move, and then if you do um, commands at a certain time, you do bonus effects. Um, but outside of combat, you can actually like jump around. You can like search objects. Uh, you can actually avoid fights entirely if you are positioned properly or make certain routes to where the the mobs can't catch up to you. But, like, when you're outside of combat, my, one of the cool things is there's so much interaction with the map. There's, like, objects you can jump on that can send you to areas where there might be, like, uh, bonus loot. Or you might actually skip an entire series of fights with, like, just random trash just because, you know, you jumped on a flower and it spun you around and threw you into a section where the mobs aren't. Which is, like, really fun to me because, like, you, there's just a lot of exploratory stuff to it. Um, the storyline is, it's Mario, so it's very simplistic. It's got a good sense of humor to it, which is, or not a good sense, but like a kind of goofy, childish kind of kind of humor to it. Um, but I'm I'm about, I think, I think I'm about, see, I think I'm at the second, ma- I'm just about to get the second major boss. Second bad guy? <laughs> second bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, I'm about, about to, to get the second major boss fight, and... It's just been a blast. Like the the fighting in certain bosses has been pretty cool. Like as you pick up more items early on, you get different abilities. Like obviously, just like all the other RPGs that they've done, you obviously have an ability to jump, and then you get to use your hammer for certain things. And then uh, characters you add along the way have certain abilities that uh, make it kind of unique and and add more to it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that that's really makes this game so special, but it's it's funny. Like I've been reading like a lot about it as well, and it is actually like highly respected as one of the best RPGs. Um, actually, probably the probably the best RPG that they ever did in the Mario series. I'm trying to think. There's it. Blake. Is there anything that is arguable? Um, I mean, I've never been a fan of the Paper Mario stuff anyway. A huge fan. Uh, I I mean, I've only ever played Paper Mario now. Uh, a lot of people are saying they're saying Paper Mario One, Super Mario PG, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Those were the two that I saw come came up a lot. I think Superstar Saga is supposed to be good or something. I don't know if I ever played that. Well, I regardless, good I'm, things about at least one more of them, but yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think. I was trying. I thought there was one more, but that's whatever. Um, overall, super duper fun game. I think I will continue playing at least for now. I might end up finishing it depending on what else is going on this week. But uh, I've really enjoyed it so far. It's it's always nice to play an RPG like that, and and it, it's turn based, so I can like you know read about other things or watch videos at the same time, which is always nice when you play RPGs like that. But yeah, pretty cool. Sweet. What do you think of the timed hit system? I I've always really enjoyed that. It it for like turn based, like I'm I'm the kind of person who doesn't mind turn based at all. Like I can do right, Final right. Fantasy one style without a problem. Yeah. Uh, but it is a nice change up, like you know, because it makes you kind of pay attention more, and you you don't just have to like beat off and and keep spamming one button. Yeah, I was thinking about it as you started talking about the game, and I think it's cool because it requires a small amount of interaction, but it's not like so much work during battles that it's and it doesn't like, take like away it from gets the RPG, in the way. or it, yeah, it doesn't take yeah. away from the turn based um, kind of spirit, I guess you if you will. Yeah, which is pretty cool. 
But yeah, and I was, I was reading people were like, just so you know, this wasn't the first game that did this at this time, blah, 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 because everybody's like, oh, I loved the, the timed hit combat system and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, there was one or two more that did it, but I don't remember what they are. Yeah, it's not surprising, but I mean, they did a good job with it, and they they uh, implemented it into Super Mario, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like Mario. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good story, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Does he wear butt pants? Oh, my God. Get out. Get out of my house. I just learned what those are two episodes Ac- ago. Actually, before <laughs> before we jump into the next section, um, what is the cutoff that we set for a considered a classic game? Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. So is 2000, or 2005 is not within the realm. You, I already know what game you're looking at. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay. games. Yeah. Is it one of your horror games? It is one of my horror games. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one that it's, I have like really fond memories of, too. Because it's one of the same ones that I was going to use on the last podcast, and I might still. I think I know which one y'all were talking about, too. Well, can I talk about it, or is that not a thing? What is it? Is, like, it, right on the... is it RE4? RE4? I don't know what that means. No, it's, it's not Resident Evil 4. I just it, typed in chat. Do you want me to say it? Yeah. I just typed in chat. <laughs> right. yep. Am I right? Yep. Is it the same one? Yeah. Yep. We'll so is that a yes there. or no? We'll get there in a minute, and we'll discuss okay. it then. Okay. we got to talk about... Another game for 45 minutes first. What? I told you I got an, I got another game to talk about. Great. Oh, okay. You remember when I said that? So my throat. I said I need to give my throat some rest. So I'm going to talk about my second one after you guys go. Okay. All right. Well, we did. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you, you said you were going to take a break as in like pause the, the podcast for a little bit. Like that's so, what I thought you were talking about. I didn't even say I was going to take a break. I said I'm going to talk about my second game. Whatever. <laughs> so Robert, how about that second game? That second game was a real horror game. A little game by the name of Harvester. Oh shit. Oh shit is right. Blake Oh shit is right. Blake introduced me to this game um a while back actually. Yeah, this was quite a long time ago now. Yeah, it was it was like one of the earlier episodes. You asked if I ever if I'd ever played it. It's a uh horror like, really, really strange uh, point-and-click game. And, like, a few episodes after you had mentioned it, then it came out uh, on GOG and Steam. So I bought it, and I was trying to decide what to play for the super spooky Halloween episode. And I was like, you know what? Guess, guess what I said to myself? You said self, that's, that uh, that Blake guy really knows his shit. I should do whatever he said recently. More, more or less. I played Harvester is the moral of the story. <laughs> that's where I'm going with this. He's got a sexy beard. <laughs> I wish I were I wish I were him. So Harvester. <laughs> uh-huh. Um Okay, so I'll just kinda walk you through my fir- my first moments with Harvester. You're this main character, you're a kind of average guy, average looking guy, nothing really noteworthy about you. You wake up from sleeping, and he gets out of bed, and first of all, it's it's uh, full motion video, well, it's like the characters are actual like pictures and, and animations of real people, but most of the time they happen to just be standing still. Like, I can actually think of very few characters who... Now that I think about it, who actually move in the entire game. 
Your main character does, of course, because he walks around, but it's basically just like a loop of him taking two steps when he walks, so the animation is really awkward. And the backgrounds that they put the people on are not always perfectly scaled to the size of the people. So when he first gets out of bed, he looks like he's four and a half feet tall walking across his bedroom. It's actually kind of hilarious. Um, but anyway, so you're this normal guy. <clears throat> he, I don't even remember the character's name. You get out of bed, and there's a really quick tutorial. And it's like, uh, so it says, okay, left click on something, uh, and it'll like, you'll look at it and it'll tell it to you. If you left click on a person, it'll talk to them. If you let click on an item, uh, you can pick it up. And then if you have that and you left click on yourself, then it puts the item in your inventory. And it walks you through all this stuff, and it's like, left click on the ground, and you'll walk. And then it says, after it says all those things, and then it says, right click is your attack button. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, not used to having an attack button in my point-and-click adventure games. So I click on everything in the room. There's, there's, I think Did I got like... you attack everything in the room? <laughs> I didn't attack anything in the room yet. Um, I clicked on, I got like an item or something, then I walked down stairs I, I walk out of my room and he goes downstairs and um he doesn't your character has amnesia he doesn't know who he is he doesn't know where he is there's a little kid sitting on the ground watching tv and when you see the tv show he's watching it's like an incredibly violent cowboy tv show and it shows the tv screen and it shows a cowboy shooting an indian in the stomach and the indian's like intestines fall out when he gets shot Again, all with, like, real characters doing the acting. So it's really kind of strange. And so there's this kid watching TV, and you ask him who he is, and you eventually learn that he's your little brother. Uh, your guy is about probably uh, 18 years old or something, or maybe even 20, or actually probably, like, lower 20s, something like that. Um, you go into the kitchen, and your mom's in the kitchen. And your mom starts talking about how you're, about your wedding that's coming up in a few days, and... She complains about this lady called the Wasp Lady, and then you see a baby in a crib in the corner of the kitchen, and there's bugs. There's a couple bugs crawling on the baby's face. The mom notices this and walks over and smacks the baby in the face to kill the bugs. <laughs> and then she tells you, make sure you put the newspaper out, or else Jimmy will get all angry. And you're kind of like, what? So... You go back into the living room where your little brother's sitting on the floor watching TV. There's a little, like, bucket or basket or something that has newspapers in it. In whatever world this is, instead of picking up your newspaper from the lawn each morning, you have a, bu a basket of newspapers in your living room and you throw a newspaper outside for the paper boy. What? <laughs> so you pick up a newspaper, you go outside, and there's a paper boy, this little eight-year-old kid... Just standing there. And I hand him the newspaper, and then I talk to him for a minute. And, you know, everything in the world is, like, really kind of strange. Like, nothing t too crazy bizarre has happened yet, but obviously it's all, you know, everything is off. I'm talking to the kid, and I accidentally hit the attack button. <laughs> so I punch him, and the eight-year-old pulls out a handgun and starts shooting me. I don't think you were supposed to do that. <laughs> um, what was also funny about this is that uh, 
So clearly, point-and-click adventure games, pretty much by virtue of being a point-and-click adventure game, don't have great hitboxes for action sequences. I was so close to the paperboy that when he pulled out his handgun, he was holding it out past me <laughs> and just shooting nonstop and not hitting me. Nice. Uh, I eventually got killed anyway because the only direction you have to walk is out. In his line of fire. To his line of fire. And so I walk into his line of fire and he shot me. And after like six bullets, then I drop dead. Damn, you're a tough little guy. Yeah, yeah, your, your guy is pretty tough. <clears throat> so that was how the game started. Just to kind of give you an idea, that's the kind, that's, that's the atmosphere we're working with here. Um, so the overall plot of the game, you eventually learn that your dad owns, you're in this town called Harvest. You don't know any, you can't remember anything. You don't know anything about the girl you're supposed to marry. You don't know who your family is. You don't know anything. And nobody believes you that you don't know anything, or at least they're telling you that they don't believe that you don't remember anything. Um, your dad owns a slaughterhouse, which is one of basically two places of, of employment in the town. Everybody wants to either work at the slaughterhouse or work at this place called the lodge. And the lodge is like the prestigious place. If you, Everybody wants to work at the lodge, and if they don't, then they go to work at the slaughterhouse, which your dad owns. Um, the lodge, when you go and walk to the lodge, the, w whenever you're in a location and you walk out, then it kind of zooms out a little bit, and there's a you're looking at a top-down version of the city, and then you choose like what building or what location you want to go to. When you go to the lodge, it is a like an occultish building, and there's a guy standing out front in a robe, and he talks to you. Without actually talking. He talks to you uh, with his mind. And he says something like, uh, you have to get an application from the uh, from the post office to apply for the lodge. But it's the middle of the month, uh, and they only hand out applications at the first of the month. So part of the game is trying to figure out how you can get an application so you can apply for the lodge. Nobody knows what the lodge is. All that they know is that everybody else wants to work there. So since everybody wants to work there, it must be an awesome, amazing place. So everybody wants to work there. That's literally how it works. That's the logic behind this. And then again, if you don't, then you go to work at the slaughterhouse. There's also a missile silo in your town. And the... That's uh, normal. Yeah, that's normal. The guy, there's like, as far as I can tell, there's one person who mans the missile silo. And he's a soldier who had the lower half of his body blown off in war. Nice. And he just sits on his torso outside the gate to the missile silo. Like you do. Like you do. Um, at one In one conversation with that guy, he says, Did you know that you have about three miles of intestines inside your body? Which, first of all, is definitely not true. But <laughs> then he starts telling you about when he was in war, and he was this, he, he, uh, after he got the bottom half of his body blown off and he was trying to crawl to, like, some safe place, he said that every time I stopped and had to gather all my intestines back up, it made me feel so much better because I knew I was three miles closer to freedom. What the shit? <laughs> okay. Creepy McCreeperson. Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the game. 
<laughs> That's the entire game right there. That's it. It ended right after he said that. It was weird. Oh my gosh. There's a lot of just really fucked up stuff like this. Uh, I'm not going to go over everything. And there's even like it gets like there's actually some really kind of deplorable situations in this game. Um, may, like for a lot of people, it probably crosses the line. Um, you eventually find your girlfriend's house. And you talk to her, and you find out that she's in the same situation as you. She doesn't remember anything. She's the only other person in the town that's that you could actually say is kind of is, is a normal person. Um, I, I, I you say don't that lightly, s- though. Correct? No, no. She's she actually is normal, and she's okay. like, we got to figure out what the hell's going on. Her parents will, will not let her leave her room, though. Um, again, even though she's like twenty or whatever your whatever your guy's age is, she's she's about the same. Her dad is really super creepy. Um, I'm not even going to get into a lot of the stuff that happens as far as he goes. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you've, so you've have you? You've seen... I watched somebody play it. I haven't played it. Oh myself. man. Okay. Yeah. There are a couple things about him. Uh, the mom is really not much better. Um, when you go when you do go to the slaughterhouse, you see meat hanging from the from like the end of the ceiling, of course. And then there's a like uh, a counter that has all these dead cats on it, most of which are like have their entrails hanging out. Um, I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to pick out just a few more things to uh to to highlight. Is there any nudity? Uh, there's no nudity. There's a few places where it gets kind of close, <laughs> but literally every location in the game is like. There's something really fucked up or just really awkward uh, and usually creepy about it. Sometimes it's just, like, odd. Like, what the hell? Most of the time it's like, wow, this is really fucking creepy. Um, oh, the sheriff's deputy. So there's a police station that you have to go to. The sheriff's deputy, deputy is a chronic masturbator. Nice. <laughs> um, at the school, there's a teacher you talk to, and she disciplines her kids by hitting them in the head with a baseball bat. These are all good things. And uh, great ideas. Oh, oh, okay. I, I gotta, I gotta tell you about this one. I, I know, I'm sorry if I'm giving you too many details, but this part stood out as well. So there's this one kind of mystery in the game. One of the like smaller side mysteries is no one knows what's going on with your dad. No one knows like it, your dad is sick. He is locked in a room in your house. Your your mom will not let you go in to see your dad. Everybody's wondering like. You know, oh, is your dad going to be okay? Well, if he dies, you know, no big deal. You'll be able to take over the the slaughterhouse anyway. Um, everybody's really envious of you about that. And at one point, you finally get you kind you you break into the room to see your dad. And I don't know. Oh, here we go. Okay, I've, I've got the quote here. Your dad is in basically a sex dungeon. <laughs> um, however. It's this room in the house where the, the the door to the room is locked. There's kind of like, it's not really over it, but I mean it's very obvious from the 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 the, the, the things that are in the room that this is a big mom and dad crazy ass sex room. There's blood okay. all over the place. There's blood all over the walls, all over the floor. Your dad is immobile, completely bandaged up, laying in bed. And you're talking to him, and you're like, what the hell is going on, Dad? And he says, uh, you know, son, when, when a man and a woman love very love each other very much, they go into a room, shut the door, 
bolts it with at least three locks, prop a chair against the door, then they take their clothes off and get out a variety of scalpels, and then he starts describing the different kinds of scalpels that they get out, and then he kind of trails off. So that's... There's that part. Um, the last... The, the, the final, basically, act of the game, there are, like, four or five days, like, in-game days that the that, that comprise the game. It's about a... If you know what you're doing, if, 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 like, you're not trying to figure things out, I watched a playthrough of it. I didn't play the whole thing. I played about an hour, and I was like, I can't really take this anymore. But I did watch the whole thing. Uh, it's about five hours long. About the last hour and a half uh, is when you finally get accepted into the lodge. Um... And the entire game completely changes. It's still, like, the same setup and where you point... Like, the the mechanics are still the same. But this is where you start having to use your attack button. Because it's just a series of you going into completely fucked up rooms, one after the other, literally killing every single person you come across. Um, Your guy is sort of kind of becoming desensitized to violence and gore and all that kind of stuff. So you're going from one room to the next, and it's, <clears throat> it's basically a big trial. They're seeing if you're, like, uh, strong enough to become a member of the Lodge. So, like, some of the rooms have really fucked up looking monsters that come at you. Uh, at this point, you do get some weapons. You have a scythe, which is kind of the main weapon you use. You get a nail gun, and you get some other things. But you kill the monsters when you come across them. You kill people when you come across them. Whether or not they see, whether, whether or not they seem particularly dangerous, you kill them anyway. Um... Of course, the combat is pretty terrible. It just consists of them walking into you, them swinging their weapon, and you swinging your weapon. And whoever gets the most hit first, you know, whoever gets the other person down, you actually have uh, health points, basically. And then, you know, you obviously are trying to kill the other character before they kill you. Jay, there is a clown room. Fuck that. Where <laughs> it's like yes. set up like a birthday party, and there's a clown who's like nope. giggling and jumping at you. <laughs> whole lot of pass. Yeah. Uh, even I was a little bit weirded out by it. So this goes on for like an hour and a half. There's one room where uh, it's a brothel, but there's only... All it is is there's just one girl who's available there, and the, your character chooses to have sex with her. There's a very, very vague sex scene, like full mo- like actual full motion video where it only shows the girl. And then you, once you're done, the lady who's, like, in charge of the place says, oh, too bad you picked her. She, like, has some some disease or, or something like that. And all of a sudden, you have a disease now. And you have to Do find... You die? You, if you don't find the antidote, which is, a like, a shot that you have to find, then you will die. It, like, slowly takes away your health. Huh. Throughout this whole thing, like, you have to find ways to, re- to like, get your health back. Some of it, like... On one part, you get your health back by eating tons of gumballs. It's just like, like at one part, you eat a sandwich that's probably made out of human meat. Uh, it's, I mean, like, <laughs> it doesn't really work well. It does remain pretty fucking creepy, though. And then you get to the end of that, and I'm going to go ahead and spoil the, la- the the very ending of the game, because I don't think any of you are going to play it ever. And the, the ending is worth talking about, because the ending itself is even pretty fucked up. So uh, let's let's set like a two minute spoiler timer, okay? So two minutes, go, go. All right. So you get to the end, and you what you find out is that you are in a simulation, 
and you have a choice. They they bring they bring in the girl who you're supposed to marry, and you can either the 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 simulation is to train you to be in real life a serial killer. So this is all like a virtual reality that you're in, and they bring out your wife and. What they say is you can either choose to kill her, and then they let you free and you become a serial killer in real life, or you can uh, decide not to kill her and and not become a serial killer, and they'll disconnect you from your the, the like life support stuff that you're on. But in your own mind, you'll live out like it'll feel like you live out the rest of your life like in perfect happiness with the uh, with with your wife. In in the town you're in, which is called Harvest, uh, but but your real body will die. So those are your options: basically live out your dream in a weird town, uh, or become a serial killer. And you actually can choose which one of these to do. If you choose to like you know live out to 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 like dream that you that you like you know became a you know like you raised a family and all that, then it kind of shows a few scenes of you raising a family. And then it shows them, like, disconnecting you on the table that you're on, and your guy dies. If you choose to become a serial killer, then they're like, all right. And so your guy kills uh, the, the girl who's going to be his wife. And then it shows a cut scene of you standing on the side of the road, waving a car down. The car, Some girl's driving a car. She comes up and picks you up. You get in the car, and you stab the girl to death. Just some random girl driving a car in real life. That's the end of the game. Ta-da! Okay. Thoughts? Right. <laughs> Comments? The game is weird. Um, I didn't find it fun, partly because of how just like screwed up it is. But like, you know, I can appreciate that for what it is. Mostly, the game to me just was not fun to play. Like, I feel like the characters, you have to spend way too much time just sitting there talking to characters. And then you have, like, you know, like four or five different dialogue trees sometimes, and you have to go through all of them to figure out, like, what you might have to do in relation to this character, or what kind of, like, task they're going to give you to, like, let you progress in the game. And a lot, it's like, so much, like, there are definitely objects and things that you have to do, and not really puzzles, but more, like, uh, figure out how to get this or that so you can, like, bribe people to give you whatever information you need or, or, or whatever it is. But so much of the game just consists of you sitting there talking to people. I got really bored of it really pretty quickly. Um, the full motion video stuff is, again, really awkward. Uh, they actually handled it fairly well, mostly because it's actually not really full motion video. It's just, it's just real pictures of characters standing there. Um, there are some full motion scenes every now and then. The voice acting, I will say, is actually consistently really good all the way through. That's that's one thing that it does. But, I mean, aside from that, not really a good game. But I, I will hand it to the developers, though. They set out to make a really fucked up game. This is the most fucked up game I have ever played. No doubt about it. And they, up, they uphold the fucked upness, like consistently throughout the entire game very well like there was not a part of the game as far as that goes where i was like oh this this kind of was weak or like they like every single part of the game is yep that is really seriously fucked up 
They go, they, they take it to a lot of places where no one else would have had the balls to go. And this was back in like 92, I think. Oh, yeah, this was like, yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah, like 92, like really when this, like this is, like I'm really surprised this ever ended up getting released when it did. Yeah. I remember reading that that company had, uh, some problems with, uh, people like, Hounding them afterwards, I think. Like, uh, they couldn't but, make the games they wanted to afterwards or something. I could be mis- misremembering that. I'd have to look into it some more. Uh, its original release was actually 1996. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that, that would make sense. I can definitely see how that would happen. Any questions? Thoughts? Comments? Jay? You're, you're a little quiet. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I went on way too long, but um, I felt like this this one had a lot of things that I needed to tell you about. And plus, they go along every time, so it shouldn't be a surprise. I would never play that game. <laughs> Clowns are involved. I'm done. <laughs> There's only That's one. I'm out. Doesn't matter. And you one too many. One too many. Nope. All right. There's Harvester. All right. All right. There's our games. There's our games. So good. Is it time for the top three? Um, it's time for... Blake, you know what to do. Dennis? Top three horror games. <laughs> Amazing. I seriously can't get over it. Okay. We've noticed. <laughs> should, should I go... Should, should I, I'm not going to talk anymore for right now. One of you guys go. All right, so Why let's you stutter? this. I don't, um, I'm, I don't know how to talk sometimes. Are we? I think we're not using that game that Jay and I were talking. Oh, about. what? Yeah, yeah. That's the, hey. I'm if you want to be a, those are the rules. Yeah, you're a rule. Why don't you go join the Modern Gaming Podcast? Am I right? I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jay, uh, Blake, why don't you go so Jay can have a second to figure all out? Right, yeah. Well, no, I have my number three. I just need. Um, well, well all right, let's talk about the game that we both wanted to add on there. Uh, our honorable mention that is unfortunately only nine years old. Uh, we try to keep things ten years or older here. Uh, we both had the same idea, and uh, the game was called Fear. Uh, Jay, do you want to talk about it some, actually? Oh, yeah. What's, what's funny enough is Fear, it's, it's, it's incredible because I never played the game. I only watched somebody else play it, but just watching them scared the ever-living shit out of me. Like, I, that game was amazing for me because, like, I obviously played a lot of horror games when I was a kid just so, like, you know, because when you're a kid, you're, like, super excited to play them. But Fear was on, like, a different level. Like, the graphics were incredible for the, it was, like, 2005. So it was, like, right at the spark of where me and all my friends were starting to build their own computers and stuff. And the graphics were incredible. The storyline was pretty cool. The ending is is what I remember most about it. Like that final scene, I almost pooped my pants. Like that just destroyed me. Do you why remember that, Blake? It, why do they call it Fear? Uh, I do not. I don't think I it's ever finished an acronym. I got it's, through most of it. It yeah. What does it stand for? I was it, joking. Uh, it's like first something. Let me see. I'll Google it. <laughs> Uh, first encounter assault recon. There we go. Um, spoilers, spoilers for the next minute. I'll just just talk about the ending because it's it's really great. Cause so essentially, you throughout the game, there's something that's kind of like haunting you. I'm not going to go super in depth the story, but it's a very very sure. At the very very <laughs> end of the game, you're uh, you're on a helicopter, 
and you finally escape this fucking thing and you're like great the game's over like i can just sit here and like they zoom you're in a helicopter you're like zoomed away from the building i'm gonna take my headset off because i don't want to be spoiled in case i play it are you serious robert yeah i'm time you got 35 seconds left i hope you kill yourself um so essentially you're on the helicopter and like i believe they like blow up the building or they're like dropping a bomb in the building to clear it up and like the aftershock like shakes the helicopter and they're like what the hell was that and they're like oh it's just the explosion they're like no something's like still here and then like the very final scene of the entire game is just this hand comes up on top of the helicopter like from the side point of view like where the the doors open and just like claws down and that's the final scene and then it goes to the credits and it's just like it just wrecked me like it just ruined me for like the rest of the week i was just terrified such a good game all right spoiler minutes up yeah so at the very very end (laughs) (laughs) It's a game that has really, really cool atmosphere. I mean, for, specifically for the horror elements, it was really great. There was one thing in particular in that game that, uh, like, it it didn't scare me, but I was like, oh, shit. Uh, you go into this building at one point, and this isn't really a spoiler. It's an enemy type, uh, whatever, deal with it. Um, and I'm walking around on, like, these catwalks in the uh in the main uh the main hall of the building and all of a sudden something starts kicking my ass and i'm looking around and i'm like what the hell's happening what's happening what's hitting me what's hitting me and the game introduced invisible enemies Mm -hmm. and holy shit that is one of the it was one of the most like terrifying moments i've had in a game of where i'm just like oh my god what's happening what do i do holy fuck And for that moment alone, uh, it gets a huge nod from me. Uh, The other great thing about it is that it has a really, really fun multiplayer, which they actually released completely for free, separate from the game, like a week after, like a week after the game came out. I always thought that was really cool of them. It's a fun multiplayer. I think it's called Fear Combat. Uh, Check it out if you want to find some fun multiplayer sometime, and you can get a couple friends together for it. This sounds interesting. You might need to check this game out. It's probably the only like honorable mention that that we can't talk about that I've actually really enjoyed, in, 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 uh, as opposed to some of the more recent ones. But other than that, yeah. All right, let's talk about classic games. Shut up, Robert. Let's do it. Um, asshole. All right, so uh, we're doing yeah, top three. Go first? Top three horror games, classic ones. Uh, real quick, Blake and I discussed this. Jay, sorry, we left you out of the conversation, but wow, you weren't around. Wow. Uh, we're we're considering horror to basically be like whatever you consider horror to be. Like so it could be Oh, that's <clears throat> easy then, okay. It could be like an actual scary game or it could be like based on horror themes like Castlevania hey. or like Ghosts and Goblins and Ew. stuff like that. Dude, you just read two of my lists. Well, you're the one who spoiled it. Let's say that. No, I'm 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 good. I'm ready whenever you guys are. Okay. I need five minutes. Are you serious? Yeah. No. The- I was going to say, kill yourself. All right, number three. I'm going first. We're doing this. Let's get this moving. Go. Number three, oh. uh, pretty common entry into the horror genre. Uh, well, okay, you know what? I'd actually like to preface mine. I don't do a lot of scary games, and it's not because I crap my pants or anything. It's because they don't <laughs> have does. the same effect I on do. me. <laughs> Only for you, Jay. Uh, the reason I don't play them is because they the effect is lost on me. I don't really get scared at them. So, like, the entire basis of the game just flies over my head, and they don't do anything for me. 
I've played through Dead Space and a couple others before, and they're all right games, but overall, meh. I'd rather just spend my time doing something else. So for me, I with horror games, uh, it's kind of like what Rob was saying. I like the games that have horror themes a lot more often. Uh, so my first game, it, it, which is actually kind of a horror game itself, uh, I'm going to go with Resident Evil 2. Uh, I think every, it's a, it is a good one. Yeah. Um, it, the classic tank controls of the Resident Evil series <laughs> combined the horror of those tank controls combined with a town full of zombies, terrible voice acting, uh, really overwrought, uh, characters, crazy weird stuff going on, big evil corporation. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's just, Campy, cheesy fun, uh, with a little edge of seriousness thrown in on it. Nice. I like it. Okay. I'm glad. Thank you for the validation. Yeah, thanks for the approver. Approver? Approval. Approver. The approver. All right, Robert, me or you? Uh, I'll go. Okay. Um, it, it was kind of hard for me to narrow it down. I don't have tons of classic horror games that I, that I really love. Um, so for my third one, I'm actually going to go with Alone in the Dark. Um, this one really impressed me over. Yeah, you know, I told I, I talked about this game on the podcast a while back. Uh, when I was young, I was probably eight or nine. My dad bought this game for me, and it scared me so bad that we had to take the game back to the store. Um, obviously. <laughs> It's obviously not that scary now, but it is, I mean, it still holds up okay. It's, like, gameplay-wise, it's got a lot of problems. Uh, it's basically, like, take the Resident Evil controls and make them 20% as good. But, uh, once you get, once you start getting through the game, some of the monsters become a little bit stupid. But, like, there are still plenty of parts where, like, it's kind of creepy, even if you're, you know, playing it, it's, it's not, like, Things aren't really going to scare you, but you might like be in a room where it, it, it does a good job of building up anticipation. I guess that's what I'm trying to get out of my get out of my mouth. Ooh, it's a good it, for for how old it is. Uh, it's a very strong survival horror game. It doesn't hold up that well anymore, but it was. I have to say, I'm very impressed with it for when it came out. Good. I'm glad that you clarified that these games don't hold up well anymore. <laughs> um, my number three sure is going to be Friday the 13th for uh, regular Nintendo. Wow. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> wait, 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 what does that mean? What does that mean? What a bad game. Dude, it, it was a pretty bad game like in terms of like... Has it not held up very well? I need to know. <laughs> it has not held... It has held up incredibly well. The graphics are like top line. Like, like you need at least like 60 cores just to run this game. Damn. Um, if you never play this game, don't, don't bother playing it now. But, um, 15 years ago, it's more than 15 years ago. It's probably closer to 20 years ago. Uh, this game was terrifying. It was, I, I got so scared playing this game because it was like, you never knew when Jason was going to come out. Like you'd just be walking through a house, picking up rocks or dildos or whatever was there. And then (laughs) suddenly Jason just appears and just like, Oh yeah, it was, it was brutal, man. Like, Oh my God, this game is just got a crap out of me. Um, I honestly don't remember the, I think the objective was to kill him, if I'm not mistaken, and like, you kinda like wandered around this town, like, hoping not to run into him, and like, collected artifacts and weapons to try and stay alive and stuff, and... 
it was very scary when I was a kid. Let's just put it that way. It's just something that I remember very highly. I, I would not play it now, but it was incredibly scary when I was younger. Because you're too scared? Yep, exactly. All right. Yeah. How many clowns are in it? Shut up. Blake? We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that shit. <laughs> Number two. Uh, another pretty obvious one. Also, Robert's an asshole and already said it. Castlevania. Um, I've talked about Castlevania on the show before. It's a great game. I personally prefer Castlevania 1 over Castlevania 3. Um, I would have gone, I think Castlevania 4 is probably a better overall game, but for strictly like horror elements, Castlevania was basically a big homage to all of the old horror games and, or horror movies and horror monsters like Frankenstein, Dracula, um, the Merman, the Mummies. It's even in the credits, uh, it goes on to kind of pay homage to the old actors, uh, nice. like, uh, Bella Lugosi. And they, they riff on it a little bit. And I'm not sure, no one's really sure why they did it. Uh, it's just a silly little thing in the credits. Why they did what? Uh, why they changed the names. Uh, they, they make them, like, they take the actors' names that played Dracula, Wolfman, etc. But they don't just use the actors' names. They modify them. Was well, it kind of like a Treehouse of Horror, how they do that? Sort of, yeah, yeah. Uh, overall, it's a great platformer, very punishing, a lot of fun, uh, and really, really cool horror themes, I think. Who do you like better, Bela Lugosi or Boris Karloff? Uh, Lugosi, just for the name. Uh, I like Karloff better. All right. That's okay. <laughs> Thanks for the validation. <laughs> I know, he, he keeps giving validation just to make sure that you understand that he, he thinks what you're doing I'm is great. I'm handing validation out like candy. You know oh, why? it's Halloween yet. Good try. It's Halloween. <laughs> Shut up, Robert. Number two is number two. For me. Number two, Robert. Silent Hill. I just said it. Uh, well, yeah, but we were all talking. You needed to oh. say it again. Silent Hill. Oh. That's uh, all right. I didn't actually get very far in this game. I I bought it when I was in college and I like played a little bit and then probably like started playing Grand Theft Auto 3. Um, but it was uh really like I feel like Silent Hill from what little I've played of it took the Resident Evil formula and made it a little bit better and gave you kind of scarier bad guys. And uh like Pyramid Head of course stands out. The guy scared me. Pyramid Head was pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, you know, everybody's probably... <laughs> probably most people are more familiar with Silent Hill than I am. So I don't really have a lot to say about it. But I just remember, like, what from... You know, I played a few hours into it, and I was... It's a really cool. Uh, it's a fun game. They got the horror elements down pretty pretty well. And I feel like they did a good job with it. I've never well, you have Blake's approval. <laughs> I've never played a Silent Hill game, but I'd really like to. Um, yeah, I'd like to go back to it. Mostly because they're not so much based on horror. Kind of like the Resident Evil games. They're not about the horror, the scary aspects. Um, they sound like... Uh, the Silent Hill games, that is. They sound like they have really interesting plots in a few of them. And it'd be pretty fun to play through that, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, Jay. Hi. What, for what can I do for you? Uh, I'd like to know what's your second favorite... Scary game that's a classic game. Ooh. 
Spooky. Uh, I'm going to go with Parasite Eve for a number two. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I don't even know that was a horror game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, within within reason. Parasite Eve is, is a game we talked about a couple weeks ago. It's Final Fantasy meets, um, what's it called? Silent Hill. Yeah. It's a great series. Like, overall, even if you don't, like, truly enjoy scary games or horror games, it is very fun. The leveling system was good. Itemization was, was pretty exciting. And overall, I don't remember the story being super gripping, but I remember it being decent enough to really hold you to the to the game for the most part. Nice. And they made a couple in the series, I believe, as well. Uh, sort of. <laughs> oh, they didn't yeah, line up. Well, yeah. yeah. Tell us more. Okay. Uh, is it my turn for number one? Yes. Okay. Then I will tell you more because my number one horror game is uh-huh. Parasite Eve. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Damn. Uh, this was one that I thought about uh, when you and I were talking yesterday, Robert, and I was like, oh, damn, I actually love that game. It's a great game. Uh, great horror game. Uh, the story is... I actually always thought the story was really interesting. It's about Aya Bray, and she goes... It's on uh, It's on Christmas Eve, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the game opens on Christmas Eve, and you go out to this concert, and someone there causes the entire audience to melt. Uh, so you start investigating into this crazy stuff. You're exploring around. It's... It's gameplay design similar to Resident Evil, but with RPG elements. And so you're walking around. You've got this survival horror aspect kind of where you're at, you've got ammunition and it's limited. And you get all these uh, guns and tons of gun parts and you get to make and customize all your own guns and stuff. Uh, it's a really, really, really fun game. Uh, the horror elements of it are awesome, I think. Uh, you've got this crazy lady going around melting everybody uh, turning animals into crazy, nasty, deformed versions of themselves. Nice. And uh, just super, super good game. I need to play through that again. It's been a long time. Uh, as for the sequels, Parasite Eve 2 uh, goes much further with the Resident Evil uh, knockoff, if you want to call it that. It's it, it strips out some of the RPG elements. Instead of getting into an encounter... Uh, it's, it's free roam stuff. You're never, like, you don't walk into an enemy and then get into a battle or anything, or walk into one spot on the map and get into a battle where you're, like, in a small arena. It's just like Resident Evil, where you can walk around everywhere, etc., stuff like that. Uh, and it, it does maintain some of the RPG elements. I think it still has leveling. Yeah, yeah, it should still have leveling. Yeah, I, I believe so, yeah. And Are you talking about because the new it's how, or the original? Uh, Parasite Eve 2. Okay. Yeah, um, it, it does still have leveling because that's how you unlock more of your abilities as the game goes on. Uh, you still keep the spells. They keep the idea of a spell system. So Parasite Eve 2 is kind of like Resident Evil 2 with spells. That's about it. That makes um, it sound not very good. It No, it is good, but it's it's just different from Parasite Eve, and it kind of loses that charm when all it does is try to ape what made Resident Evil good and the Resident Evil series, huh. instead of focusing on what people liked about Parasite Eve. Okay. Um, and then there's, of course, the third birthday, I think it's called, that came out on PSP, which is a quote, and I, I do use this term loosely here, uh, it's a sequel to Parasite Eve 2. In that it stars Aya Bray, but it's completely different tonally 
and gameplay wise it's very very weird and i kind of hate square for doing that so yeah number one game uh number one horror game parasite Eve. <laughs> all right i approve yeah thanks <laughs> nice thanks jay you're welcome um all right for my one my number one i'm gonna have to go with phantasmagoria um if you don't know you can probably guess this is a point and click game no way <laughs> yeah I, I had this one also when i was younger um and this is one where i feel like they uh in this game they they were able to take like the violence and the horror to some pretty far extremes again for the time uh they weren't scared to do whatever like they had whatever they felt like would, would would add the most horror to the story but at the same time they didn't solely rely on violence and and and, and extreme situations like a lot of the games just you walking around the town and you walking around your house um the 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 Real, real quickly, the background of the game is you've moved into this, basically this big mansion that used to be owned by a magician. And you're in this other, t- you're, there, you're in this new town that you don't know about, so you're kind of walking around exploring the house. You're, uh, the wife of, uh, you, you moved there with your husband. Uh, you're kind of exploring the town, talking to people, and checking out different parts of your house. And it's really creepy all the way through. They did a really good job of making the game uphold that kind of, like, tension, like, you know, there's nothing overtly scary going on right now, but I'm kind of creeped out just from walking around this giant mansion that's totally empty, uh, knowing that, you know, some kind of horrific situation might might occur at any time. Um, I, I think they did a really good job with with the way they presented the horror in that game. Blake, does he have your approval? Does he have your blessing? I need it. I need it. I'm scared. I am too. Blake's building up the tension. I know. I guess. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. My number one is also Parasite Eve. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, mine is uh, Code Veronica for uh, Sega Sega Dreamcast. Resident Evil Code Veronica for Uh, uh, Sega Dreamcast. Uh, This is a game I've talked about a couple times. It is probably one of my favorite horror games of, of all time, even today. Um, I just have very, very good memories of playing this game and being very scared, enjoying the combat. It was the first Resident Evil that I actually really enjoyed playing. Uh, most of the other ones, I just got the shit scared out of me, and I didn't really enjoy the gameplay, <laughs> and it was just kind of frustrating, which is really funny to say because it was on a Dreamcast, but I really, really enjoyed this game. It, I, I liked the difficulty, even going back years later and playing it. and Yeah. Very, very good game. Awesome. I remember when I um when when the first Resident Evil first came out, I don't know how old I was, but I was like you know the first not the very first scene, but like the one right like really close to the beginning of the game, once you like actually once it's past the full motion videos, once it's past the live acting stuff, there's that room and it's got the zombie leaning over the dead body and he like turns around and looks at you. Mm-hmm. You know what part I'm talking about? Yeah. It's kind of that iconic uh intro i made my sister watch that she was a few years younger than i was and it pretty much scarred her for life like she oh, still brings so it funny. up she still brings it up sometimes like how like she's never really ever gotten over me doing that's that. really funny <laughs> so I like that. good list good list what, okay what's y'all's favorite or what's 
What's the scariest game you've played, period, outside of necessarily classic games? Mm. Amnesia was pretty damn good. I don't, I'd probably have Outlast to say was it. really good. Outlast was, was scarier. See, I, I haven't played Amnesia because it's a, it's a horror game. Not I'm one just, that really does anything for me. I'm too scared to play Outlast, so it's Amnesia for me, too. <laughs> I, I've only played a little bit Outlast. I primarily, primarily uh, watched somebody play it. My little brother, actually, and I got the shit scared out of me. It looks pretty fucking scary. Uh, for me, uh, I guess probably the game that got under my skin the most and made me feel the most creeped out uh, would have to be Lone Survivor. It's this oh, indie yeah. game that uh, I've, I haven't finished it yet. Um, I started it a long time ago. I've played it for 53 minutes, and then I haven't touched it again. It's only like a four-hour game, so I should just really man up and finish it some night and just get it done with. Uh you play as this guy, you're in a, in like an apartment and it's unclear on what's happening. You go out, you leave your house or you leave your room and you're surrounded by these monsters and you have, you're like sneaking around. You go into other tenants apartments and you talk to them and they're like, Oh man, we're having a crazy party in here, man. This is great. And you're like, don't you know what's going on out there? And then they just ignore what you say. So you, hmm. in the in the time that I played it, it's very unclear exactly what's happening. Whether the main character might be crazy, whether it's all really happening, whether the people around him are just oblivious, or what's going on. Uh, but there's some really like just disturbing, weird, creepy kind of imagery going on in the game. Uh, if you like some horror games and you want to play something that'll creep you out this Halloween. I recommend Lone Survivor. And this is like a uh, 2D, like, retro style. Yeah, it's, uh, like, I don't want to say pixel art because that makes people think of, like, really, really low quality stuff. But I'd say, like, 16-bit kind of uh, pixel art. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, it's all 2D. The gameplay itself, it, it takes a little getting used to. Uh, it's fun. Fun enough, anyway. Uh, and it's like, what, 10 bucks on Steam, I think? Uh, if that sounds right. Uh, 15 bucks, but it'll, yeah. I'm sure it'll be on sale for the Steam Halloween sale. Uh, if they do one, yeah. I would definitely well, yeah, expect if they it to do be one. on there. Uh, alright then. Uh, real quick. One more question. What's your favorite horror movie? Oh, man. Oh man, I love Jason in space because he picks those two hookers up <laughs> in a sleeping bag and beats them against the oh tree. Oh my god, Jason what? in space. Uh, Jason X. Best. I love the fucking story, dude. Like, the story Holy is just shit. like, horror movies are always like, what the fuck? That movie was like, I think the they were like, unbelievably high. Like, they took a hit off something that just doesn't exist anymore. Like, that part with the sleeping bag, like, I was like, like, I started laughing. Oh, I did too. I remember like, my buddy and I were watching that. And we could not stop laughing at that part. Beats him against a tree. No, she beats him with um. He beats one with the other one. There's oh, two. Oh, I thought he just put them. Oh yeah, because they're each in their own sleeping bag, right? Yeah, there's two yeah, girls yeah. in sleeping bags, and he picks up one and uses her in her sleeping bag to beat the other one to death. God, so stupid. What was the uh, whole premise? Why were they in space with Jason? I don't remember. How I, they, they like took him up there to shoot him out in space, I think, and then he. No, I think they had collected him. Because they were like, oh, man, he's worth a lot of money. Cause oh, he, is that he, like, what it was? Reputation, okay. yeah. And it's a way off in the future, and they find his hold, his cryogenic holding cell or whatever the hell it was, 
and uh, they're like trying to find somebody to sell him off to. And then they, the reason he gets out and gets running around is because they like thawed him and yeah. they were doing tests on him. Yep. So I'm, I'm so glad you remember that much because I just remember it being fucking terrible. Oh, it was so bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, what was, what's that famous line that was in the trailer like where the guy goes, it's okay. He just wanted us to give him his knife back or something like that. Oh God. I remember that. And then he gets chopped in half. Yeah. Oh my God. Predictably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess, uh, for mine, uh, okay, I have two. I have one that's not really a horror movie, but it's like the greatest Halloween movie of all time. Hocus Pocus. Oh, that's a good movie. That's a damn good movie. Um, I guess for like actual horror movies, I, I don't know, maybe I'd go with Event Horizon. Really? Okay. Have you guys seen that one? Yeah. Alright. Jay? Nope. Alright. I, when I, when that first came out, uh, I was blown away by it, and then I watched it again a few years ago, and uh, like I, I feel like the horror parts of that movie still are really good, but there's too many like dumb action parts also. Yeah, I but um, but no, I but I can I can I can see that. I mean, yeah, it's a good movie. It's, it's a good and then, movie. funny enough, I was actually trying to think of another movie, but it's not really horror from what I remember. Uh, and then I I'm on the IMDb page for Event Horizon. It has two of the other movies that I was thinking about using. Dark City, which is a great movie, but I don't know that it's so much horror. Uh, and then, yeah. uh, Sphere. Sphere. Again, yeah, not really right. so much horror. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, Dark City was really good. I wouldn't call that horror either. Yeah. Just a, a very dark movie. Funny. Yeah. And, hey, it's in the name. Figure. There you go. Yep. I think my favorite one is probably fr- the original Frankenstein. Hmm. I really love classic horror movies. Uh, that one may, that one may be my favorite. Well. Good answer. There are our top threes. And now that we're done with that, it's time to move on to emails. Woo! Yay! Pull this up. Whip it out. Whip it out now. Whip it out. Email. Thanks. There you go. You're welcome. I'm going to owe you. You already do. Okay. Classic Gaming Podcast. Suggestions based on Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, my God. Follow the official Mega Man Twitter. Are you reading? You're only going to read ads, aren't you? Sega. Yeah, we didn't get any emails. Damn it. I did get one about Blake retweeting my tweet. (laughs) (laughs) And then I did do that. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. But we do have something else. Uh iTunes reviews. So there was that one guy who gave us a one star review. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um iTunes doesn't give you a star review count until you get five reviews. And okay. then and then it starts averaging from there. Guess what? Did we, we got get five, reviews. five reviews? We got five reviews. Oh my god. We only got one written review. Okay. Which was, was the that one that you read? One? Well, but aside from that one, we got okay. one written okay. review. Um, this is from Chuck and Willie, who have written in before. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the title of their review is Classic Gaming Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> hey, I fu- think we got their approval there. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> 
We have their blessing. A great podcast featuring classic gaming. Very well recorded with fun hosts. Defiantly one of my favorites. Shout out. Those guys are really awesome. Shout out to Chuck and Willie. We appreciate it, guys. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, we really honestly do. Blake. What? What did I do? I'm sorry. Show your appreciation. I Steve. just did. Show your appreciation. <laughs> I took off my shirt. You just can't see it. Ooh. Are nice. you hard? <laughs> Always. You don't have to answer that. Um, so we got Chuck and Willie's five stars. They gave us five stars. That's awesome. The other guy gave us one. Aside from those, we got one three-star review and right. two more five-star reviews. Dude, that's awesome. So we have Kick four ass. stars is what that comes to. That's awesome. Yeah. Damn. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank very much. That's awesome. <clears throat> thank you all whoever left those. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And uh, I, even the guy who left us three stars, thanks for giving us a very honest star ranking. It's almost seems funny because I'm so used to either people talking. So far, we've only heard from people who are really fans of the show because they write an email. Or, or the one guy who hates. really hated us because he gave us a one-star review. And then there's <laughs> I one love, guy like... That guy's my favorite, though. Then there's this <laughs> other guy who's like, you know... They're all right. They're all right. They're not great. They're not great, but I mean, maybe they'll get there. <laughs> not good, but it's not bad. But it's not good. <laughs> That's literally what he was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, like, clicked around to two-star and he was like, five, not then bad. one. And then he five, clicked up to four one, and he was like, three. <laughs> they're not good either. <laughs> And then he felt just right when he clicked on the three stars. <laughs> just right. This one is just right. So thank you all. Um, and that's it for email and iTunes stuff. Time for our off-topic ha- happy endings. Do you guys have anything? Mm, started playing WoW again. Uh, retail. Oh, huh? you poor bastard. Fun. Why? Oh, wait, poor bastard? Why? Yeah. Wow. It's- there's another expansion coming out soon. Yeah, damn doodly do. Dude, that's oh, the shit. that came out. You gotta take that. Oh, okay, fuck. So have I, Jay, except I stopped. Uh, I stopped as well. I was done with that. Well, you should try it again. Nope. Don't talk if shit. If I play any MMO anytime soon, it's gonna be Final Fantasy XIV. It's a pretty good game. I actually played that. I, got really, I, played, I did endgame stuff. It was really fun. It was I, very comparable it, to it's endgame. I love the art design of the game. I like the storytelling in it. Uh, the story doesn't do anything for me in MMOs. Really? I don't. Yeah. It I doesn't usually for me, everything. but it kind of worked in this one. I don't know why. Uh, the endgame of that is really good, though. Range. It's really enjoying it. It's, it's, uh, it's difficult. It's cool. Yeah, I've heard... Uh, I know a few people that do the endgame for 14. Pretty good stuff, from what I've heard. Yeah, it's fun. It's if I could ever make it there. <laughs> do you, either, um, of, do you, or of you guys play... Final Fantasy Eleven? No. I, I, I played to... it back in the day. Yeah. Past ten. That was the most frustrating MMO ever. That was the one MMO <laughs> that I really actually played. That game was so hard to level and it was unbelievable. Yeah. It wouldn't be so bad if you did it solo to, to some degree, but they forced partying, which is fine. It's just that you need to have like a specific party makeup at pretty much every level. Oh shit! I... If you die, you lose so much experience. It was oh really yeah, it was harsh. Crazy. It was real harsh. That was what, not the losing experience. I kind of liked that at the time, but what, what I think what eventually killed it for me was the party stuff, Blake. Because yeah. I would literally sit outside of a dungeon for an hour yep. trying to find a party to go in with. Easily, and it's just an hour of you sitting there doing nothing. 
It's just an hour of you sitting there typing. Anyone looking for a black mage? Uh-huh. We uh, need a red mage. I didn't but, dislike the experience loss thing that much because I came from EverQuest. I came from um, Dark Age of Camelot, which was the same thing. But yeah, in that game, yeah, it was like so it. hard to get experience that when you lost it, it was Yeah, that very was the problem with Eleven. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> EverQuest, Dark Age of Camelot, there's a lot of MMOs that have done that, but it hasn't been that much of a pain in the ass, except for Final Fantasy XI. Yeah. Well, I don't know. EverQuest was pretty bad about it, too. I, You know, I think it was easier to... Partying was almost as forced in EverQuest as it was in Eleven. There was, like, two or three classes that could solo pretty reliably in EverQuest. Uh, everyone else pretty much had to party up, but it was a lot easier to get a party in EverQuest was the thing. You didn't have to have like a very, very specific uh, team makeup just to pull off fighting mobs that are con blue to you or something. Yeah, I should clarify that I didn't. I don't care so much that you had to party because when I'm playing a game like that, like I prefer to party. But you had to have the exact right. Like you had to like there were what six different classes and you had to have one of each class in your party that's what made it so it's kind of like what either. the wow dungeon problem showed off but it in 11 it was a lot worse it's like you need to have a tank and you need to have a healer and if yeah. you don't have those the party isn't going to happen and nobody wants to play those because they're pretty boring most of the time especially in 11 where it was i hit my taunt button again it's been 30 seconds <laughs> i hit my taunt button again yeah that yeah. was their gameplay Back on point though, they, uh, they updated a lot of stuff with WoW recently and they actually have dramatically improved the game. They showed, um, their subscription base over the last couple of years and, um, it's looking really good. Like the game overall is starting to come back to, it has a lot of the core values, but they have the, I, I think the best MMO on the market still. Like it's, they did a lot of recent changes that have made the game really good and it's been very enjoyable so far. Yeah, plus they're gonna have Metallica at BlizzCon. Who cares? <laughs> I like yeah, Metallica. Dead company. Oh, I like, snap. I like Metallica. Anyway, uh, my off-topic happy ending, uh, I don't know. I guess uh, shout-outs to Risk of Rain, which just got an update that I've only been able to play for like 30 minutes. Uh, Risk of Rain, 2D platformer action roguelike. Uh, can get it on Steam. I think it, that one is 10 bucks. Fun game, especially if you like dying over and over and over and over. Ooh, me, me. <laughs> Mine it's is... like Dark Souls, but with RNG. Okay, all right. Mine is I like Metallica. Oh, kill yourself! But I don't love them. But I like them. I hate you. I'm not like a Metallica, Metallica maniac, but you're just the worst kind of person. What's yours, Jay? My what? I already said mine. Say it. Huh? He already did. <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? So I, I guess know. that's it for this episode. Blake, will you uh, finish us off on the happy endings? Because oh, I'll finish you off on the happy ending. I don't <laughs> want to talk anymore. My throat hurts now. Uh, what What should I say as our outro? What are we doing uh, here? Here, I'll I'll paste it into our chat. Find okay. something to talk about in the meantime. Uh, my cat just sniffed my hand. <laughs> She's like, I think she's upset because she can't reach onto the desk right now very easily. Uh, so go check out our website, classicgamingpodcast.com. 
Follow us on Twitter at Class Games Cast. We should, Robert, <laughs> be putting out a tweet every time we put a new episode up. Uh, send us emails at, uh, what's our email? Uh, mail. Mail at Class Games Cast? No. Or Classic Games Cast? ClassicGamingPodcast.com. ClassicGamingPodcast.com. Okay, see? It's just, He's new, everybody. He's new. I never <laughs> used the site. That, why would I? I don't have to go there. I'm on the show. <laughs> He's better than you. Uh, I am. It's true. Everybody knew that already. Uh, go do our iTunes thing as well. Give us more votes. If you want to give us a three-star, that's cool. Uh, at least it's honest. We respect that. Uh, I guess that's about it for this episode. Thanks, Make everybody, sure to leave for a really passive-aggressive message. <laughs> it's not bad. That's not good. It's Send not us bad. emails with... Uh, we never talked about our top three, did we? For next Our week? next top three. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I guess it's back to consoles. PlayStation Oh, two? yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, hold on. What did we just do? We've done 64 and PlayStation? Yeah. Okay. Then, yeah, I guess PS2. Unless you want to do, like, Sega Saturn or Dreamcast, but I can't do either. I can't do either of those myself, yeah. Damn, PS2, that's going to be a tough one. That's going to have to be the last one. Well, no, I guess Xbox will count. Oh, gosh. Oh, okay. PS2 is going to be the best one, I think, or probably out of all of them. That's going to be as hard as PlayStation 1. Yeah, PlayStation 2 has a killer game library. Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 2. (laughs) Metal Gear Solid. Well, that is going to do it for this episode. Uh, Be sure to follow our Twitter, Class Games Cast. We will try to tweet out a thing about our next top three. Uh, You know, actually, Robert, if we get it figured out, or, I mean... Just emails with your stuff for the next top three or tweeted us with your stuff for the next top three. Uh, we'll read out your stuff on, not on air, but on the cast, I suppose. And then we'll record it. And then you'll get to listen to us talk about it and berate your terrible list later on. Yeah, when you listen to the podcast. Yeah, again, make make sure to come back, please. Um, send us an email about what, just whatever you want to. About this episode, about stuff for the next episode, any of it. Uh, that's going to be it for uh, episode what? number are we at 169 this is 23 that was close all right it's gonna be it for episode how about a sick outro with your echo yeah i know I, i'm i'm trying to think of something good to say <laughs> but i i don't got nothing and you're not helping me out uh, uh so until next time everybody make sure to play all those old games and... <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> Make sure it's older than 2005. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I turned my echo on. <laughs> I can't even handle you right now, Blake. The end. Oh my god. Alright, that was good. I can't even handle you right now. <laughs> <laughs>